We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Tuesday Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today first by Nick Whalen to talk some NBA hoops. Later on, uh, John McKechnie will be with us to talk Week 10 running backs on FanDuel here. Quick reminder, if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, please take a sec to give us a nice uh, review and rating. really helps us out here. Nick, let's kick things off with a uh, little bit of NBA talk here. Uh, we're talking FanDuel Tuesday slate, kind of a modest slate, something interesting to play. Let's take it from the top. Anthony Davis, top salaried player at ten thousand eight hundred. We're going to start or fade this guy tonight. Uh, I'm certainly not going to advocate fading Anthony Davis under almost any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, he draws an interesting matchup with with Demarcus Cousins, two guys who have been among you know the the eight or nine probably best DFS players thus far in the season Mm -hmm. um i mean with davis you're looking at a baseline on most nights of you know absolute worst like 25 points which you know given the salary would be a a major letdown but we've only seen him have really one truly bad game this year Mm -hmm. and that was against memphis uh just about a week ago but he played really well against golden state last night 33 and 13 uh did just have one rebound or excuse me one assist and one block in that game, but you look at every other game on the season, he's had at least two blocks. He's had at least three blocks in all but two of his seven games. So, uh, I mean, you can just kind of go on and on. And, you know, with Davis, like I said, you know, there's that, you know, one in six, one in seven chance that he gives mm-hmm. you a dud, but I would certainly never uh, advocate not putting Anthony Davis in a lineup. Absolutely. Yeah. Two big DFS guys, Anthony Davis and, of course, uh, Demarcus Cousins on the opposite side of that game. Are those two necessarily like mutually exclusive? Exclusive, excuse me, because you see you using both in a lineup, or do you kind of have to pick one or the other? 
I don't think you necessarily have to pick one or the other, but you know, if you're spending up at those two positions, that means you're probably going to have a lot of trouble gonna make getting some sacrifices Russell Westbrook, for sure. you know, or excuse me, not, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, a guy like that into your lineup, CJ mm-hmm. McCollum, uh, who's a little right, bit right. cheaper. So yeah, I mean, it's like it's like you're setting a lineup any day. You know, if you spend mm-hmm. up at those two positions, you're you're going to have to to save at guard. But luckily, uh, there are some cheap guard plays out there, more so than than front court plays. Nice. All right, so we'll get to those in a second. But let's look at uh, what Vegas has to say about the slate. Vegas has. Phoenix at Portland as the highest over under the day at 218.5. Uh, Nick, how are you attacking getting a piece of that game? That's a good question. Um, I like CJ McCollum quite a bit. Uh, this, this should be a fast paced game. I mean, Phoenix just doesn't play all that much D. They had a ton mm-hmm. of town on the offensive end of that game, uh, you know, headlined by Booker and Warren. But this is a team that, you know, I've watched a couple of their games uh, on League Pass this year, and like, I mean, they, they give you runouts, you know, just mm-hmm. rebound, nobody gets back type of plays. And they're a young team. They're, there's an inexperienced coach there uh, in Earl Watson. So it's somewhat excusable, but, um, you know, they're, they're definitely a team that I'm targeting. So I like McCollum at 7,100 quite a bit. Absolutely. He's coming off of a 37-point game uh, against a much better Memphis defense the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you have to go with either Booker or Warren. I mean, it's gotten to the point that both of these guys are leading Phoenix. You know, they're one and two in minutes, in free throw attempts, in field goal attempts, uh, you know, just about anything that you, that you can find. And it's gotten to the point where they've kind of marginalized Eric Bledsoe. I mean, he's having a fine year, but he's averaging, I think, like mm-hmm. 17, 5, and 4, which for him is a little bit down. And the big reason for that is you know, both Warren and Booker have been so good that they've been playing huge minutes. Brandon Knight, you know, is totally lost coming off the bench, averaging just 11 points per game. So mm-hmm. I, I do wonder, you know, this isn't necessarily DFS related, but at some point Phoenix might have to make a move. You know, is it, do they look to trade Bledsoe? Do they look to trade Knight? Uh, just because they have too many yeah. good players right now. Yeah, Knight's just been all over the place in his career. I remember his days with the Bucks, of course. Now, now Phoenix actually, uh, they're, they're dogs. The Knight Portland are minus 325 favorites, uh, which makes them the second biggest favorites on the slate. The biggest favorites on the slate are the Cleveland Cavaliers, minus 357 here. Uh, now, LeBron James, a pretty high-priced player. You might struggle to get him in the lineup with a lot of those other guys, but I'm seeing a lot of love for Kyrie Irving tonight, who uh, seems to be uh, it'd have to be a bounce back game because he wasn't exactly on his game the last time out. What do you think about that matchup against the Hawks? I like it. I like it quite a bit. I don't think this Hawks team is quite as good defensively as they have been over the last few years. They don't have Kyle Korver tonight. Um, that takes away an element offensively. Uh, although what that does mean is that Dabosefalosha sees more minutes. He's a mm-hmm. better defender than Korver. You know, a, a better guy to, to have in switch situations on Kyrie. So I, this isn't an A-plus matchup or anything for Kyrie. But like you said, you, you kind of have to play the odds here and look and say, okay, he went up against a terrible Sixers defense and only scored eight points, only had two assists, uh, just couldn't find a shot in that game. It wasn't that he wasn't aggressive. So nowhere to go really but up for Kyrie Irving. I like him mm-hmm. quite a bit. And, and Kevin Love as well. I mean, Love, I think, is more valuable in DFS than he is in season long right now, just because field goal percentage is not really a concern in mm-hmm. daily fantasy. That's, that's been the knock on Love is that, you know, he'll, he'll get you a ton of rebounds. He'll, he'll give you three pointers, but he, he does struggle uh, around the rim. And then it's not like he has bad touch. He, he just he r- tends to rush things a little bit. He's not a great athlete, and you know, he gets a yeah. shot blocked. Uh, but he's so good at getting his own rebound and, and, and you know getting rebounds on both ends that it tends to compensate. So you don't have to worry about the dearth in, in field goal percentage at all when you're talking DFS. And you know Love's been over 34 fantasy points in five of mm-hmm. his six games. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say it makes an excellent floor for those cash right. games, those 50-50s, double-ups, those types of lineups here. Uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and head on over to Memphis where uh, Mike Conley is questionable 
available tonight. So you're going to want to check out rotowire.com. Go to rotowire.com slash pod for a free 10-day trial here. But you're going to want to check out those injury statuses leading up to game time. Let's just say hypothetically, Nick, Mike Conley doesn't play tonight. Is it time to insert Wade Baldwin at just 3,600? Yeah, I think you have to think about it. Um, you know, there are a couple other discount options that I like. I mean, JJ Barea has played really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the absence of Darren Williams, Tim Frazier. Uh, yep, still I was going to ask in. about him. Absolutely, Drew Holiday's been right. out. His price has gone up a little bit, but you're you're a fan mm-hmm. of going back to the Frazier well tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, even Chris Dunn, the, the scoring hasn't been there. They haven't really asked him to do much in that regard, and that, that's been fine. But, um, you know, he's such an all-around contributor. I mean, five steals against Memphis a week ago, mm-hmm. three steals against Denver. I mean, helping to really keep that uh, that fantasy value afloat. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like Wade Baldwin quite a bit. He's, you know, if Conley doesn't play, they just don't have that many options in Memphis mm-hmm. at all. This is a really, really shallow team, especially in the backcourt. And, you know, Baldwin's inexperienced. He didn't play in their last game against Portland. He's He's been up and down. Down, but this is a guy who's 6'4 with a 6'11 and a half wingspan. I mean, you, yeah. you can see it. He's I remember had, watching him at, at right. Vanderbilt quite big a bit time, uh, for the past couple yeah, of years. He was a, he's a big time facilitator for those guys. Mm-hmm. All right, last but not least, any other values jump out at you? You know, we've kind of mentioned the Baldwins, the Frasers, maybe the Chris Duns and, and Berea. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that seems like a pretty good core that you can uh, get the lineup there. Uh, anyone else you want to work in last minute? I here? still like Julius Randle. I mean, his price is creeping up to the point where it's, you know, borderline. Um, but, you know, 31 and 39 fantasy points uh, on FanDuel in his last two games. He, he's shown that kind of ceiling to get right around 40 points when, you know, when, he, when there's those nights that he plays 30-plus minutes. He's always aggressive, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, taking the ball to the rack, rebounding, um, you know, not the most efficient player, not a great defender, not, not the smartest defender at this point in his career. Uh, but, but I think, you know, when he gets the minutes, he's almost a lock for like a 10-10 and 10 type of game, you know, very similar to Ennis Cantor type of production. Uh, and I'm, I'm still not out on Jokic. You know, if you're looking for somebody who is cheap and has, you know, big time upside at fifty four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you're not going to find anyone else who's really capable of giving you a fifty five or sixty point uh, fantasy game. You know, and that's mm-hmm. what he did earlier this season against Portland. He had a fifty five point fantasy effort. Uh, since then, he's been you know under twenty in three of his next four games. So that's mm-hmm. why his price is so low. But he's a kind of Kind of a Hail Mary play, I guess, for Absolutely. me in that price range. Yeah, that type of ceiling is definitely very mm-hmm. tough to come by, and, and given the price tag, makes him an excellent GPP candidate. So, excellent picks tonight, Nick. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, I might have to put a little lineup together myself here. Uh, quick reminder, don't miss this free fantasy basketball contest on FanDuel. You can win a trip to Brooklyn where you and a friend will be sitting courtside with Brandon Marshall. Yes, that is the New York Jets. Brandon Marshall, you're going to watch Golden State take on Brooklyn, travel and and airfare are included. Just go to fanduel.com slash wire to play now. That's fanduel.com slash wire. I'm looking uh, at qualifiers, probably going to take some of these advice and uh, maybe get some of that. But on a related note, Brandon Marshall, that'd certainly be an interesting courtside uh, uh, game to attend with. Uh, yeah. Any other NFL players, former or current? Let's say you had a picnic. Oh, uh, who would be your top uh, NFL player choice to sit and watch, watch a basketball game? I mean, with? it'd have to be a Jaguar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, probably my favorite favorite player of all time keenan mccardell yeah know, never met him don't really know that much about him but this would be the <laughs> this would be a great time uh i mean literally any I, nfl yeah. player i, 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 I just don't know time. if you if you pick like your favorite athlete if you pick the athlete yeah. that's going to be the most conversational yeah, it's like pac-man if, jones yeah. would be a lot of fun but mm-hmm. or you pick an athlete like uh like a tony gonzalez or right. jimmy graham that has a basketball background just that's in case very they tough. ask you to play yeah that's yeah. that's interesting <laughs> exactly maybe get in a little halftime horse or something along those lines <laughs> once again thank you for joining us nick we'll be back with john mckechnie shortly 
continuing the conversation here with John McKechnie, who you can follow on Twitter at Johnny McKex. We're going to talk Week 10 running backs in just a moment, John, but i got to build off that momentum from uh, Nick's appearance there. Now, FanDuel offering the chance to sit courtside with Brandon Marshall for any game, which would or for the uh, for the uh, Warriors and uh, Nets game, which would be a heck of an opportunity. Brandon Marshall, I'm sure, a very interesting conversation to have. Definitely. But let's just say, hypothetically, throwing it out there, you had to pick any uh, current or former NFL player to sit courtside at a hoops game with, uh, who would be your choice? Um, I'm going to go with current guys. Um, I'm going to go with either Terrell Suggs. I think that guy's hysterical. I think he's uh, very entertaining. Uh, just seems like a cool guy. Um, I always love his media appearances, and obviously I'm a Ravens fan too, so big fan of his in general. And I think uh, Marquette King, because punters are people too, and uh, that guy has a lot of fun uh, just going out there. Just was he laying. the uh, saddle up guy this weekend? Yeah, he was going nuts. I mean, yeah. like you just laying coffin corner punts and then just doing his thing afterward. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I certainly can't dance like that, but uh, yeah, Raiders know, special teams it. guys celebrating. That just seems to be a tradition over the years. Yeah, as yeah it, for sure. As it should be a time honored one, you know, mm-hmm. from the days of the young Sebastian Janikowski. Now the, the torch mm-hmm. is passed to Marquette King. And absolutely. I think that would be a lot of fun. Personally, I think I'd have to pick Gronk, man. It's not, I'm not going to try to have any kind of sort of deep academic conversation with him, but I think like it'd be you just good anyway like, with him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think it'd just be a good time, a good funny time to start out with. And maybe I could segue like use that to uh, work my way into a Gronk after party. I think that That's would be the, the key uh, there. That, that would be the key there. Like, Hey, you know, you put up with me and my buddy this long here. Uh, what do you say? You put up with us at the after party that'd be not a, not a bad way to meet some ladies either I, I would assume yeah i think uh i think girls tend to flock to gronk if mm-hmm. uh if memory serves correctly i know he's got a, he's pretty much got to beat him back with the stick so maybe he <laughs> kind of sends a couple our way but uh hey a guy can only dream here that's why we got to enter the brandon marshall qualifier on fan duel here get yourself a chance to sit courtside with brandon marshall for a warriors nets game in brooklyn of course travel and airfare included courtesy of fan duel that's for nba here but John, we're going to talk some Week 10 NFL running backs on FanDuel, looking a little bit ahead here. First and foremost, the Week 10 buys. LaShawn McCoy and the Bills are on a buy. The mess of a backfield in the Detroit Lions, I guess Theo Riddick, you can say, on keep a buy. Keep ripping the Detroit backfield, man. I keep <laughs> I keep pushing back. I love Theo Riddick. Yeah, yeah Theo Riddick's excellent. You know, for those full PPR formats, I just it, it's so tough to predict a game oh, throw sure. flow. It's just one of those situations I personally like to fade here. Then, of course, the Colts are on a buy, and that means the age of those Frank Gore will be sitting out here. And, of course, the Oakland Raiders and Latavius Murray, who recently torched the Denver Broncos defense. Unreal. He's going to be sitting here as well. Uh, let's look at the list to start off. First impressions here. There's no surprise who sits at the top. You get David Johnson, fresh off a of bye week, 9,400 for a running back. Goes against the San Francisco 49ers, who, I mean, it's just the best fantasy dream matchup that you could imagine. I mean, the they are giving up so many yards and points per game to opposing running backs. It's not even funny. I think the next worst teams in terms of uh, running, rushing yards allowed per game is like, I don't know, maybe like 50. 50 something less than they are wow. it's it's just terrible uh the uh so the, the 49ers just uh yeah not not getting it done for, in terms of rush defense here but that begs the question david johnson 9400 is that too much to pay for a running back oh man i mean that that really is kind of like pushing the the absolute limit i mean you you definitely need to find a, like a value quarterback mm-hmm. uh to sort of counterbalance that because 9400 is such a significant chunk of your salary there um 
and you you know it also begs the question like is he going to be able to hit value um in a game where the the cardinals should be you know mm-hmm. just you know rampaging on them and able to able to build a huge lead almost immediately yeah absolutely the biggest hindrance i think to david johnson is was going to be blowout potential mm-hmm. in that game and uh who knows maybe andre ellington could be have some oh, value geez. there because i mean you look at what the saints did and then what the bucks did to the 49ers i mean your starting back goes out your, your feature back i guess you could say gets 150 yards scores a couple times then your team's 30 points ahead so then the backup comes around so you got your peyton barbers even your tim Hightowers, I know that was a weird Saints situation last week, but uh, so your backup running backs in line for eighty and a touchdown usually. The yeah. way this Niners, it's just the way the pattern's been going. So maybe in a GPP, you'd consider a guy like Ellington, because of course Chris Johnson kind of out for the season here. Yeah. And and I mean it, that's there. Uh, but if the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick can somehow keep this game close, David Johnson could hit 40 Fanduel points this week. That's entirely possible. That'd be, I mean, that'd be wild. But, and uh, are the Cardinals coming off a bye? Is that correct? Too? Yes, so, that's I mean, correct. Oh God, he's going to be so fresh. They'll be, be well prepared. Oh, he's man. fresh. I, I'm so excited to have him back in my season long leagues after. After going three and two this week with a couple of disappointing losses here, let's move on down the list. Keep going here. Where's the uh, Thursday night conversation? Oh, the Thursday night conversation. I'm you're sorry, to leave me out. Here? <laughs> I can't. I, you're right. I can't leave you out here. We got to talk Thursday night football first. If you are playing a slate that includes the Thursday night game, it is a stellar matchup between the Cleveland Browns, who head to Baltimore, where Baltimore are ten point favorites. Over under on that game is forty five. Here, man, I almost skipped that. Thank you for catching me there. John, the I running wasn't backs. I let you escape without some Ravens talk. <laughs> exactly. The running backs in that Thursday night game, you've got on the Ravens side, Terrence West at 6,500. And then both Buck Allen and Kenneth Dixon are priced equally at 4,600, though Dixon seems to be getting more of the work of late. And then you look to the Brown side, Crowell 6,000, Duke Johnson 5,100. I mean, is there, uh, is there anyone you consider going out of your way to play the Thursday slate to work into your lineup? Well, unfortunately. There, there's not a ton of great skill position players going in this game. So, I mean, I, I'm def- it's not a situation where you're going out of your way to play it. But if you want to play it, uh, definitely like Terrence West in this situation. Mm-hmm. The Browns were uh, near the bottom in the league in rushing DVOA uh, heading into last week. They haven't updated uh, the numbers uh, to reflect what Zeke did to them yet, but they were at 31 heading into last week. So that's good. And then Zeke, you know, was able to pound them pretty good. Uh, and it's a short week. I think West uh, should be able to have the best game amongst the, the running backs here. Um, on the other side of the coin, the Ravens have the had the number one rushing DVOA, and they just say, shut down yeah. Le'Veon Bell. And so I think that spells more trouble for Crowell. But mm-hmm. I think if the Browns are smart, they just use Duke Johnson as a pass catcher out of the backfield. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of like his upside potential in this one uh, a little bit. I think he could get a good number of touches uh, there. Uh, I don't think Buck Allen's had a carry in, in – you know, since Nam, uh, I know I just had to mention him for yeah, uh, no. for bookkeeping purposes because it's clear Dixon's taken the, the backup role or, or and is kind of encroaching in Terrence West territory. Eventually, bit. I mean, it was a little bit more of an even split. I think West maybe had five or so more carries last week here, but. Yeah. I, I agree with you, John. It, it's got to be Terrence West in this game. Yeah, and and uh, Dixon looked like he got a little bit dinged um, towards the uh, towards the end of the game, but I think he practiced in full yesterday, mm-hmm. so that that's not really a concern. Uh, but yeah, West would be the guy that you want out of this grouping, uh, and then I, I would say Duke Johnson would, would be my my second choice here yep. over Crowell. Absolutely. Yet another reason to go to rotowire.com slash POD to get your free 10-day trial. Watch the injury reports this week. I'm all over Terrence West just because, 
I mean, we mentioned the or the 49ers being so terrible. Brown's giving up the third most points to opposing running backs here. So the addition of Jamie Collins clearly hasn't helped. It's a scheme system change here. And I, I know Jamie Collins is trying to play for a contract here, but I don't mm-hmm. think one player is going to turn that entire atrocious, banged-up run defense around here. Yes, sir. Not a whole lot good to say about the Browns here. But, okay, so we go back to our Week 10 list of running backs. We already talked about David Johnson. We move down to the next tier here, the eight to $9,000 range. I uh, got Ezekiel Elliott, 8900 Melvin Gordon, 8,300. Le'Veon Bell, 8,100 here. I mean, uh, Bell's got the Cowboys. He was shut down by the Ravens, but I think some of that was matchup here. Could you see going back to Bell? Or maybe are you leaning towards someone like Melvin Gordon? Or can you afford Zeke Elliott? Uh, I definitely like Zeke Elliott here. I know that um, last week the Steelers' defense kind of uh, tightened up against the run, but I feel like that just kind of happens in those games. That the those Ravens Steelers games mm-hmm. are always very yeah, like, like knockout, knockout, drag out, uh, very physical. Um, so I think that that Zeke shouldn't really have a huge issue uh, getting some, getting big chunks of yardage against the Steelers this week. Um, I think I probably like Gordon the most from this tier, uh, going against a pretty middling Miami defense, mm-hmm. um, and he's at home. And I mean, he's he had he's had over thirty points in two of his last three games, uh, and the the other game in there was a seventeen point uh, performance. So that's you know really solid as well. Uh, so I think that. He has a nice floor here. Um, obviously, no one else in that backfield is getting touches. Kenneth Farrow is just sort of like an afterthought that they throw in there uh, mm-hmm. when, whenever Gordon decides he needs like a breather. Um, so I, I like Gordon the best from this tier. Um, even you know, even if he's the second priced guy, I, I think that he has the. Uh, I think he's going to have the best game of these three. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Melvin Gordon proved it last week. I, I had still been clinging to doubting his yards per carry numbers and and claiming that his fantasy value is touchdown dependent and all that is very common within the industry. But I think I got to stop dogging him after his huge, huge game last week. Really, that was uh, awesome. Really <laughs> stepped things up. Uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon. I didn't own any shares. I wasn't all that confident about it. But of course, Same. the Wood head injury and uh, just a variety of factors making him one of the top backs in fantasy so far next here john uh, we got an up-and-coming name probably one of the biggest price risers over the last three four weeks that's jay ajay who's 7800 at san diego then uh you know we've already talked about the team that's playing the 49ers and the team that's playing the browns but in between the 49ers and browns in terms of worst run defense here we've got the new orleans saints here and they face the broncos they welcome uh, Denver to town, and you've got Devontae Booker at 7800 I mean, that's got to make for at least an interesting play, play. I mean, he's a little pricey for my liking, but you got to like what he has the potential to do against this defense. I, I mean, I do love this matchup so much, but I'm just I'm having a hard time being completely sold on Booker, even though like the you know the market share numbers now for him, he pretty much gets everything out of the Denver backfield. Let's see here. I mean, he got 79 percent of the touches out of the mm-hmm. backfield last week. I imagine he'll you know have similar numbers this week, uh, and then you know going against the Saints in in New Orleans, it's always turns into a bit of a track meet. Um, so I think he's gonna he's gonna uh, be able to put up some numbers here, but I I really just don't think Booker hits what you want him to at seventy eight hundred. Mm-hmm. I think at sixty five hundred he would be a lock be in amazing. my lineup. Yeah, at seventy eight hundred, he kind of approaches uh, fade candidate, and also. 
Broncos coach Gary Kubiak did say this week, for what it's worth, that Capri Bibbs has earned more touches. What oh, that okay. means, I, I don't know. I'm not going to try to go out of my way to use bibs in a gpp or anything like that but it's just another kind of tally mark in your pros and cons list against right. fading booker here and uh, something that you may want to think about despite the matchup at the same time he could have a huge game just kind of a disclaimer but neither john or i seem to really like him at that price here the last guy in the tier lamar miller 7500 at jacksonville i mean everyone thought charkandrick west was going to be the man against the jags last week didn't really seem to come through. Lamar Miller possibly needed a bye week as much as anyone. He was a little oh, bit yeah. banged up heading into the bye. I, I mean, he seemed to, until the injuries, he was dominating touches over Alfred Blue, getting 30 or so per game here. Do you think they pick up where they left off with Miller? I think so. And, and you know, if the Charkandrick West sort of egg laying uh, is, is a concern to you, I think that just more is reflective on Charkandrick West mm-hmm. than it is than about the like, in general. Yeah. Not so, ready to say the Jags these turn things around. <laughs> no, I am not. I am certainly not. So, you know, Miller, like you said, he had that banged up shoulder. So having that bye week, definitely uh, a huge factor. The optimizer loves him this week. The, mm-hmm. the optimizer has him as the second uh, highest producing running back this week mm-hmm. so you got it i mean you got to that's got to at least you know get mm-hmm. the wheels churning in your head about potentially using a guy like lamar miller this week and yeah the, this matchup is really really nice uh, i really like uh the opportunities that he gets mm-hmm. he seems to to definitely have the lion's share mm-hmm. especially when he's healthy you know blue is only kind of a a factor when 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 Lamar Miller needs a breather when he's a little bit banged up so hopefully provided that Miller is practicing in full all week uh, I don't see why I would would, would avoid him whatsoever I think I'm yeah. gonna try to get him in most of my lineups <laughs> yeah I mean you mentioned the option optimizer loves him and I think the key word you said there is, is opportunity whenever you I mean the optimizers run based on projections of course and whenever you make any sort of projections you need to start with some sort of opportunity factor as a baseline how many touches do you think they're going to get and then you see then you look at the history kind of what they do with their touches and also what uh, opponents have done to backs who have given been given a similar workload and i i just way oversimplified the projection system into about 15 seconds here but again touches opportunity that's all baseline so i can see lamar miller getting a lot of love this week we're gonna fast forward a little bit through the next couple of tiers i might run through a couple names that uh uh, we want to talk about actually i do want to talk about demarco murray from the titans uh hosting the green bay packers this week derrick henry a little bit banged up does that make you more inclined to use demarco murray at just seventy four hundred dollars i think so that that really does seem like a low price i mean think about it like this you know he's top five running back this year and he's four hundred dollars less than Devontae booker Mm -hmm. uh that just seems like a little bit wonky to me but i know that uh you know, even despite, I mean, you, you're a Packers fan, but I mean, your love of their run defense is, is legit because they're they're. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they are pretty much quantifiably the best run defense in the NFL by almost any metric. So, I mean, this is a really mm-hmm. tough matchup for Murray, but you know, he's going to see the, like the bulk of the touches, especially if Henry either can't go or is limited. I mean, he's got a yeah. calf thing. That's not something that you just like bounce right back. Yeah. from. And it's not like they're going to all of a sudden throw in Andrews for a bunch of carries either. No. So DeMarco Murray is the man. And even if he only averages three yards a carry, you know, he should probably get 60 to 80 rushes 
rushing yards the way that they'll do it. Always, he can always catch the ball out of the backfield. He caught yeah, all seven of I his targets say, last week. I think that's where most of his fantasy production will come this week against Green Bay that's because uh, I know Aaron Rodgers kind of criticized the energy of this team and whatnot, but Aaron Rodgers like himself has actually been looking much better over the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. You know, when you throw a couple drop passes out of there, and he has, I mean, he had a pretty big stat line anyway, and he's going to get his, and he's going to make this game competitive. So Marcus Mariota is going to, and also Marcus Mariota likes to turn the ball over. So a we, bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So uh, we might see the Titans possibly even hosting the game. They might have to play a little bit of catch-up here in this mm-hmm. one. And, I mean, the Packers absolutely need this game uh, to, to keep themselves in line with the Lions and Vikings in the division here. Right. So I think, uh, you know, if we see the Titans play from behind, that actually also benefits Murray in a way similar to uh, Lamar Miller, who we talked about previously, just because of the passes out of the backfield. Yes. In FanDuel's half-point PPR format. Uh, real quick before moving on from this tier. Todd Gurley, he's down all the way to 7000 I feel like at some point for me personally, there will be a price tag where I will start to use him, but at 7000 against the Jets, is it week 10? Uh I'm, no, and, no, it's uh, not. No, and you know there, there's always like the the Logie West Coast team traveling east factor, Ooh. so that you you never love that to begin with. And mm-hmm. man, it's just like I don't really even know what to do with Todd Gurley at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just very very frustrating. Uh, everyone that spent their top picks on him are just kicking themselves. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Uh, and the Jets, uh, I know they gave up 111 yards to Ajayi last week. Ajayi's run the ball better than Todd Gurley is right now. Ajayi's a stud. I mean, the two games before that, he had 200 rushing yards in each of them. And, I mean, the Jets are a good run defense. Like, Mm -hmm. their their front seven is excellent, especially on the defensive line to the point where they almost have too many bodies to fill the amount of positions, and they're starting to have to decide who to sign and who not to. So the Jets stacked, and, of course, the whole West-East Coast thing. And, all. yeah, I mean, I declared on XM that I'm done making excuses for Todd Gurley anymore this year. I think it's just time for people to realize that he's not a top-five back probably falls somewhere within the 10 to 15 range if we're being realistic yeah. about our expectations for Gurley the rest of the season and he's priced accordingly this week that's true that's true he, the, the pricing is fair given like the the theoretical upside here because we've seen what he can do we just haven't seen it whatsoever this season i, I, I i'm not totally sure i didn't see the breakdown of all of his carries from this past weekend but i'm pretty sure he still doesn't have a, a rush of over 20 yards which yeah. is which is very surprising it's extremely never concerning seen that. Yeah. if you could have found like a, a vegas or bovada odds for that specific statement here it would have been astronomical absolutely uh we're going to kind of skip over the next tier a little bit because you got carlos hyde shoulder injury jacques rogers foot injury doug martin hamstring injury i doubt yeah. he'll be back for what it's worth this that those some of those backfields are kind of messy and it's a little bit too early to predict predict those with accuracy so john let's jump to our chalk plays today we're gonna uh, of the week here we're gonna enter a double up here a 50 50 you're taking on your buddy and head to head and you want to just get yourself a good baseline is there a running back in particular that you're locking in all your lineups uh give me melvin gordon man uh i like the price here uh I like where yeah like i said i like where he's priced i like uh the market share that he has he totally is the main guy there um Maybe he'll he'll get his target uh, share back up to the seven range where it was the past few weeks before this week where he caught all four of his targets for 65 yards. Uh, I think that uh, the Miami defense, uh, pretty middling across the board, uh, a little bit banged up in the secondary, you know, with no, no Rashad Jones. Um, so I think that this is a this is a week where where Gordon is able to just he's a very safe play to, in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see where he uh, gets less than 25 touches at least. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I, that, I think he's uh, my go-to right here. Yeah, see, 
I tried to stay off the love for uh, Zeke Elliott a little bit earlier in the show because I wanted to save it for now. First off, I, I definitely see where you're coming from with Gordon, but I think in my lineups, I'm going to pay up for Ezekiel Elliott a little bit. Uh, I mean, David Johnson, of course, has the best matchup on paper, no doubt about that, sure. but I think the blowout factor, as we discussed, makes him a little bit of a risk to hit value. Zeke Elliott, on the other hand, he's got a Steelers matchup, and we throw out the Ravens-Steelers, who always play tough, uh, especially against the run last week. The two weeks before the Steelers gave up 26 FanDuel points to Garrett Blunt and 33 FanDuel points to Jay Ajayi, you know, give or take some decimal points there. So I think uh, that works in Ezekiel Elliott's favor because the Steelers can give up points to opposing backs. And, you know, we talked about backs coming off a bye. Zeke's pretty well rested. He got just as many carries as Alfred Morris last week because that game got out of hand. And very smartly, the team decided to rest Ezekiel Elliott. I think with Big Ben coming back, the Steelers are going to be able to uh, score more points as Big Ben kind of gets into the swing of things. And they might have to use Elliott the whole game in this one. And, of course, in, in a team that is built around the offensive line and running the ball, I think that means a huge day for Ezekiel Elliott. I'm guessing in the 120 and two touchdown range, which makes right. him a good, a, good, uh, a good cash game play here. Definitely. Let's jump to uh, GPPs. Uh, we got uh, tournament plays. You're entering, entering you know, your, your $2 safety or your $1 scrib, squib, and you're trying to win large amounts of cash with little investment. You've got to set your lineup apart a little bit here. If you're going to do that, John, who are you looking at this week? Well, it was a little bit tough to mine for mine for value. There aren't like obvious choices like there were last week with with your Tim Hightower or your Chuck Hendrick or uh, Dwan Harris. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Sproles here, I guess, because I mean he did see 64 percent of the touches out of the Eagles' backfield this week. So that you know that's obviously a very encouraging sign. Uh, Ryan Matthews got the touchdown. I know, I know, but but I, uh, but I do like your distribution. I don't want to dog that too much. Sproles enough. is still the man. Fifty one, you know, fifty one hundred. Uh, trying to see the matchup here. I mean, if anything, the the uh, Matthews touchdown might make people back off Sproles a little bit more, which is, uh, of course, always a good a good idea for those GPPs. And uh, it, it made the point fantasy points distribution roughly equivalent here. Darren Sproles hosts the Atlanta Falcons, who oh, yeah. uh, have been You're not uh, afraid of their run defense. Yeah, not afraid. Sure. I mean, it's a young run defense that is possibly on the rise here, but at the same time, uh, not not anybody that's going to make no, you you're run not away. Avoid them. Absolutely. So Darren Sproles at 5,100. I like where you're at, John. I'm going to actually attack a real tough run defense in hopes of finding low ownership percentage. And I'm going to go after the Denver Broncos and the Saints. Uh, And, you know, you have to kind of predict trends in in, in daily. And uh, if you can if you can kind of buy low on these trends and and catch them before they actually happen, that's when you have your biggest DFS days. I'm going to go ahead and say Tim Hightower at this stage in his career, we know what he is as a running back here. And we know that Mark Ingram is the more experienced explosive, bigger uh, potential back, and, and we definitely saw that this week here against the 49ers. Mark Ingram, despite getting eight less carries, thoroughly outproduced Tim Hightower See, from yeah, a fantasy seems perspective. Like, it seems like getting in that doghouse sort of lit a fire under mm-hmm. him a little bit. Exactly. So uh, I think we're going to see either somewhere in between even and an Ingram advantage against the Broncos this week. And this Broncos defense, they got they got pretty torched by Latavius Murray on, yeah, they on, did. on uh, Sunday night here. And they, uh, were in, they were in the middle of rushing DVOA, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ke- heading into that week. So that's going to drop. So I think you bring up a really good point about like just sort of like the, the, perception. Na- the national perception of, of the Broncos defense is, oh, avoid them like the plague or or, you know, earlier in the season, the Vikings were kind of carrying a similar clout, but it, it really does feel like you, 
you can attack those defenses and, and you really do find some low ownership from that. Yep. So I'm attacking the Broncos defense with Mark Ingram. I mean, the Broncos, not even Murray, uh, Melvin Gordon has lit them up a couple times this year here. And I mean, Ingram, maybe not quite on the same level as those backs, but I don't think he's that far off. And at 6,300, you might be able to find his ownership percentage, probably less than 10%, maybe even less than five. I, I mean, he was like less than 3% last week. I just don't think uh, we'll see it that low again, but uh, there, there's some, there's a lot to like here and Mark Ingram at 6,300. And again, there aren't so many value plays, quote unquote. There's no chalk Kendrick West this week. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you, you just kind of have to go ahead and get one of those guys who, and, and, and find the low ownership percentage. But uh, I do want to throw out Paul Perkins at 4,500 as an absolute Hail Mary candidate. Now, number one, watch out. He's playing on Monday night against the Bengals. Bengals yeah. kind of a tough matchup. But again, you're looking at trajectory and trends, and he tied Rashad Jennings. They both received, I believe, 11 carries in Sunday's uh, victory over the Eagles. So I think maybe we start to see Perkins overtake that. And I think Perkins just brings young, fresh legs and, and, a, and an possibly better back than Jennings no, to that backfield. Is. I really liked him coming out of college. Mm-hmm. He brings, uh, I remember uh, heading into the year, I think he had pro football focuses, number one elusiveness rating. Yeah. So, so that was good to see. And uh, he brings more pass catching opportunity than Jennings, I believe. I think if the, the Giants are ahead and they want to run the clock out, they might be inclined to go to Jennings, but there will be a week where they turn to Perkins and don't turn back. And uh, will it be this week? Who knows? That's why he's a GPP, quote unquote, Hail Mary play for the week. Absolutely. I like that one. No, All right. Lot. Okay, so before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to Rotowire.com slash pod. That's Rotowire.com slash P-O-D. Get you a free 10-day trial no credit card, no strings attached. Of course, remind you about that Brandon Marshall qualifier on FanDuel. That's for NBA. Nick and I talked NBA earlier. That'll get you going here. And one last plug before we wrap up. I'll be uh, I'll be going live on the Rotowire Facebook page Sunday morning in the last hour before kickoff uh, to kind of do some last-minute ask an expert here. Once again, I'm Jake Letarski. You can follow me on Twitter at jakeski52. And I'm John McKegney. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday with Paul Bruno and James Seltzer.